Hi everyone, I'm your host Dave Sands. Welcome to the Food Origins Podcast. I'll be talking to people about their unique stories with food. And as a quick reminder, the restaurants and gear talked about on each episode can be found on my website, foodoriginspodcast.com. I appreciate your support and thanks for listening. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Food Origins Podcast. Today my guest is Chris Olson, a good friend of mine who I've known for a long time. Uh, We work together with the San Francisco Police Department. He's been a police officer for over 15 years and he currently works as a bomb tech on the Explosive Ordnance Disposal Squad, otherwise known as the Bomb Squad. And we talk food, all things food. We met working together and we have a lot of great meals together. And he gets into some great food stories, traveling, and all his uh, adventurous eating. And then he uh, drops uh, more information about his family's new food business. And so I appreciate you guys listening, taking your time out of your day, wherever you are. I hope you enjoy it. live we're rolling thanks chris uh, appreciate you coming on and uh it's been a while and, and this one's gonna be a fun one it sounds good to me i'm uh, really excited to be here thank you dave i'm, gl- I'm glad you're here man talking yeah. talking all things food today sounds good to me so i mean let's get let's get right into it why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself your background your ethnicity all that good stuff Sounds good to me. Um, I was born and raised in San Francisco, the Richmond district specifically, uh, grew up, you know, spent my entire childhood in the city running around the Richmond district, going to school, uh, in the Richmond. Um, what else? I, uh, um, I went, uh, high school in the Richmond district. Sorry, I'm saying Richmond a little too much, but, um, that's that. And then uh, went to school in Santa Barbara eventually, spent four years down there, returned back to San Francisco, moved away for a while to Phoenix, Arizona for about three years, and then uh, came back to San Francisco and, and uh, joined the police department in San Francisco, which is where I met you actually. So I don't know how many people know what, what your background is, but that's where you and I first met. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was a very brief intro. I, I don't know if you want me to go deeper into uh, my childhood or anything like that. I mean, uh, so, I mean, you know, a lot of times we talk about food. I've known Chris, you know, my entire career with law enforcement, probably when this podcast comes out, unfortunately, we won't be coworkers. I may not be on the force anymore, but that's another story. Um, I may not either, Dave. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, safely, I hope. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it, me and Chris go way back. We've been always talking food. We went to, um, we had a meal together a long time ago in the mission in San Francisco at a little known place. Let me, let me, let me, can I interject? Oh, why not? Yeah, go ahead. I'll never forget that meal. And I I think, uh, I'll let you tell the story. Okay. All right. We're diving uh, right in. This is a little, uh, jump ahead, Uh, jump uh, ahead. But yeah, yeah, this is how we met. Yeah, this is, well, no, we met. This is how we started bonding over food. Correct. Uh, so Dave took me to a, we were working. I think we were plain clothes at the time. Forgive me if this isn't the story, but uh, Dave took me to a kind of a run-of-the-mill Chinese restaurant on Mission Street in San Francisco, deep in the Mission District. 
And, uh, this is, uh, we went in, I'm like, okay, I love Chinese food. If we, you know, we'll get into that. That's probably my favorite childhood cuisine, but, uh, Americanized Chinese food, I guess. Uh, but Dave took me to this kind of run of the mill Chinese restaurant. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm looking at the menu. I'm like, this looks great. And he's like, no, 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 no. There's a secret menu. And, uh, and I was like, what the hell are you talking? Can I? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? And he said, yeah, just, uh, we got to get the secret menu. And so from there on, I mean, I think we had, uh, there was, there was pork belly beef tongue from what I remember. Um, they had um, fried rice is also kind of my thing. Mm -hmm. They had an amazing fried rice. I want to say salted fish fried rice, uh, salt fish. Yeah, that's correct. Um, and I think we had like the, um, the Szechuan peppercorn, like tofu, 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 it was like kind of tongue numbing a little oh, dude it was so good though but it was good yes everything spicy, was good. but was good. super good yes um super spicy and then uh, yeah it was just uh, and I, who was the chef danny bowen danny bone yeah. yeah 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 okay because uh that was phenomenal and i think they even opened up a, a location a pop-up in new york right? yeah they I had believe so. i believe there's a location in new york yeah i'm yeah. not sure I, it's uh, still there, but uh, as far as I know, Danny's in New York. Doing is the one in the city doing... even still there? It's a good question. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I know the rest of the, the front was Lung Shan. Yeah, Lung Shan. Lung Shan, yeah. 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 And uh, I like that about it, though. Like, I liked how it was It was a little bit of a secret. Totally. Um, they did post the menu, but it was like this little one page on the inside of the glass. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, yeah, Mission Chinese is here. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's Mission Chinese, and we've been talking about food ever since. Yeah, ever since. That, like, really turned me on. I mean, you your passion back then for food kind of turned me on to the whole diving deeper into food. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was just such a pivotal experience for me at that restaurant. I'll never forget it. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. And we've been talking about that ever since. I know. <laughs> And let's dive into that. Let's get into your childhood eats. That's kind of like the first thing I ask everybody. Yeah. Is, what did you eat growing up? What did you have as a kid? So, you know, I glossed over my childhood, but growing up in the Richmond district was very important to me because it made me, I mean, you're another local city kid. You sure. know, I, you grew up in the sunset. Though, sunset. I think. Yes. Yeah. See different, different hoods, but whatever. <laughs> but I grew up on the, you know, in the inner Richmond, which at the time and still very much is, but it was very, a lot of people from Hong Kong moved there and established businesses. And so a very heavy Chinese influence in mm-hmm. my neighborhood. And so growing up, I mean, we would, I would, I love Chinese food. I was basically raised on it. And, uh, as I kind of touched on earlier, I guess you could say the Americanized version of it, but it was all I knew. And, uh, we would go to, my parents were not, you know, my mother was a flight attendant. My father was a, a businessman at the time. So they were always traveling and they weren't, when they were home, they, they didn't want to cook. So we would go out and my favorite, favorite restaurant as a kid was on Clement and sixth and it was called new Peking. And, uh, I mean, I would beg my parents to go there every night. <laughs> and so, so, uh, Chinese food is just, I, I love it to this day. I mean, it is my go-to for everything. Um, was there like a particular thing that you got all the time? I mean, fr- were, I would always when have to, have, when yeah. I was a kid, fried rice. And I mean, still mm-hmm. like I always have to get fried rice, but yeah. uh, when I was a kid, it was always fried rice. I would get uh, Mongolian lamb. 
Um, lamb, not uh, beef, huh? No, not beef. I would always try to get lamb, and New Peking always had lamb. And I think my, my father loved lamb, so he would order the lamb, and then I got into it. And side note, I think you are the one that told me about more about Mongolian lamb, because I used to get beef all the time. Okay. I have a Sunset Chinese story, too. It's There's <laughs> Tian Fu, okay. which used to be on uh, Noriega, and I think 20, oh God, uh, 20th or 21st, one of those streets up there, not too far from me. And they did a Mongolian, great Mongolian beef, uh, you know, the whole Mongolian beef, spicy onions, yeah, yeah. green onions, double onions, yeah. rice, and an little egg roll, right? Yeah. But I think you're the one. Okay. That were like, oh, there's Mongolian lamb. I think you might be the guy. I could be because I've always loved that's it. That's cool. So yeah. that's different. That's different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, and are you. And are you Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I usually ask. Uh, so, th- those are that's your favorite thing. Is there anything you didn't like there that you were just like, ooh, at that particular restaurant there? Or you know, I I was thinking about that. And as a child, my mother used to tell me that you know, as soon as I could eat solids, I was eating calamari. She remembers I'd have the little tentacles sticking out of my mouth, and like, so I've always kind of been an adventurous eater. But what I didn't like back then, I remember was like mayonnaise couldn't stand mayonnaise mm. the i just maybe the consistency of it um, texture the texture i still don't really like a lot of mayonnaise um but as a kid just couldn't do it and uh like flan <laughs> I, I don't know who likes flan but i i certainly don't yeah it's an acquired taste. it is an acquired taste it, texture the texture yeah i just and can't it's do always it. about texture yeah um, <clears throat> I mean, I'll take tiramisu over flan. I love day, tiramisu, but yeah. that's just, that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Is there anything traumatic with food? I always tell mine, like it's very brief. It's nothing crazy, but you know, I got my tonsils taken out when I was a kid yeah. and you know, the first thing they give you after you're like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm hungry. I can't wait to have something. There's some jello. Yeah. Yeah. You can have jello for like two <laughs> days. And I'm like, I never want jello. No, ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, Jello, Jello it, would get old. It's kind of it's water and sugar and a color. Yeah, and that's it. Right, there's nothing else in there. No. I mean, now you can put all kinds of stuff in it. My mom used to put bananas in there and stuff, but I was like, sorry, mom. You yeah. know when I got Jello, she's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> your dad likes it. I'm like, oh god. Jello is also that weird consistency. But no, yeah, I mean, you're. I mean, at three years old, eating calamari. I mean, that's. That's pretty good. Yeah. No, I loved it. I mean, I don't, I, I, traumatic things with food for me, my memories, you know, I don't have anything as a young kid. Is there stuff that you, besides mayo, is there anything else that you were like, no, I'm not eating that? Oh man. Nothing that comes to mind. I would eat pretty much everything, even veggies. Um, you know, but no, nothing, nothing that comes to mind. Just like mayonnaise and creamy stuff. I didn't seem to like creamy stuff as a kid. Okay. Yeah. Cream sauces and stuff. Yeah. I didn't like it. Okay. Yeah, I wanted, you know, relatively plain things. I love seafood, but it had to be plain, like no sauce on yeah. it. And, yeah. and then that kind of cur- curtails into adulthood. Like, I mean, obviously, that how much has that changed? Has it not changed? You're still an adventurous eater. Oh, man, it, um, it's gotten my... You like stuff that you didn't like before? Um, well, again, I like, I think that I've always kind of liked the, a broad spectrum of things. But now, I mean, I will eat anything. Um, I'll try, you know, I will try anything once. Um, and I, I consider myself to be like a, a very adventurous eater. I've, I've tried 
game meats. I've tried, people are probably going to hate this, but I've tried whale. Um, I heard this whale was in, uh, uh, hang on. I got some inside <laughs> track here for you. I think they you tried the, um, whale was in Norway. Yeah. Whale was in Norway. Uh, I had, tell us about there. that. So we were at this, you know, I, uh, Unfortunately, I don't remember the name of the restaurant we were in, but it was in a town called Tromso, which is up in the Arctic Circle, a beautiful, beautiful village up there, a city up there. We were there in the winter to go see the Northern Lights. And so it was pretty much, there was an hour of, of light a day. Very surreal experience. I highly recommend it, but mm-hmm. um, just you didn't know what was up and what was down. But we ended up uh, in some restaurant. Uh, very, very, you know, Norway in the winter is just very homey and, uh, candles everywhere. This restaurant was, was gorgeous looking and they had whale on the menu and it was a smoked whale. Um, and I want to say it was a a minced, minsk whale. I don't, uh, forgive me. I probably butchered that, but, uh, I forget the sort of whale it was, the the type of whale, um, but it was just a smoked, it was like a smoked whale meat and it was, it was good, uh, but it was like smoked meat. Um, so there was nothing crazy about it. Crazy different. No, no. Was it like, uh, dense or more? no, because it was so thinly, thinly oh, cut and okay. smoked. Got yeah. Okay. I would have loved to tried like a, a, a dense a, piece of a whale. Bigger piece. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've got another inside track thing that you've tried. We'll get in, let's get into your adventurous eating and then we'll get into some of the other yeah, topics. Whatever. But, yeah. Uh, you've had horse in Canada. Yes. I had, so that actually was a dense piece of meat and okay. people are again going to hate this, but, uh, it's served other, in other countries. It is. Yeah. I've, I've had horse actually in Japan and in, uh, in Montreal, Montreal specifically. Okay. And, uh, the horse was a big piece of steak. Um, and that was a, a solid dense piece of meat, very lean, mm-hmm. uh, very clean, very sort of like minerally. I, uh, my, my food explanations are probably nowhere near yours, but does it, have you had elk? Oh yeah. So I had elk it, does it, two uh, days ago. Yeah. Yeah. Does um, it resemble that or probably the leanness, right? Super lean. There was like no fat in this, okay. on this piece of meat. And some people probably don't like that as well. People prefer the, it, the fat. Uh, was but, it, does it have a game meat? Flavor? Yeah, I felt like it had a very different kind of gaming, but I like gaming. You know, I yeah, like uh, apparently, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is okay. I, there's nothing wrong with it. <clears throat> yeah, there are many people that can't get used to it, but I think people need to understand where our food comes from. And a lot of times, you know, that's that's all we used to do is hunt for our food. Yeah, absolutely, and it's, it yeah. is going to have some flavor. I mean, yeah. it's whatever the animal was going through its life. It's it's the flavor you might get, right? You know, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, so, yeah. So, you know, I, I asked Chris's wife before we got this podcast for a couple of different little things. And that's one of the things she said was Chris orders the oddest thing on the menu possible. Yeah. Uh, what else have you eaten? That's kind of so, crazy. So in Montreal as well, I had uh, seal lasagna, um, which was uh, yeah, unremarkable because the, Seal meat was very, it was like minced, almost like hamburger. Okay. And that was in, you know, like a heavy lasagna sauce, but that was at a very French Canadian restaurant, um, on, in a neighborhood called Verdun, which is very local Montreal, like not the, not the tourist areas. My buddy and I went down there specifically for this seal. Wow. Um, and it was, uh, 
Yeah, it was interesting. The whole, you know, they didn't speak English. There's parts of Montreal where it's it's uh, very dual language. This was all French, okay. uh, which I found very, very cool. And uh, I enjoyed the experience. There was like an old band playing in there. It was a very local restaurant, but the the food, the the lasagna was unremarkable. Like I could, you wouldn't be able to tell if it was hamburger or seal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, they told me it was seal. I believe them as well. Hidden. Yeah. It was well hidden. Unfortunately. Uh, any, you know, any other places that you think you had some odd stuff that um, people would want to know about? Yeah. In uh, Nepal, I was there with my wife. She had to do some work over there and uh, we went to a restaurant. We were brought there by some local friends of ours there and I had uh, lungs, beef lung, water buffalo lungs um, that were in this very, very spicy sauce <clears throat> and it was fantastic. It was the texture of the, of the lung. I, I think that was my first experience eating lungs was just very different than other meats that I had had other parts of an animal. Mm -hmm. And I enjoyed that. And the spice was, was also very, very good. Nice. Very Nepalese. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Any other countries um, you want to bring up? Let's see. I just trying to think. Um, Oh, I, in, uh, yes, uh, I, uh, so I was not long ago or well, the pandemic, man, everything time has just gotten weird. But in 2017, I think I went to Arusha, uh, which is in Tanzania. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, a buddy and I were walking around Arusha and we met up with a local who was kind of showing us around and he took us to a barbecue place in Arusha. And so there were all these meats, just, uh, the weather was, you know, it wasn't hot, but it wasn't cold. I probably sixties mm -hmm. Okay. and all, you know, in Arusha, they just have, you know, meat hanging, uh, unrefrigerated, just kind of out flies are there, whatever it is, what it is. And, uh, he was like, this is one of the best barbecue, uh, places in, in the city. So we were like, okay. And so they grabbed a piece of meat and it was, he, it was cattle, um, and they barbecued it and it was, it was quite good. There was some sort of spice on it and then you eat it with toothpicks. They chop it all up for you. But, uh, I just, that experience, it, also the atmosphere of that place, that was quite, uh, different because we were in this, you know, it's like a, a dark barbecue joint. Um, unlike anything we have here in the States. Uh, and then inside there was a L shaped pool table. I'd never seen that before. And, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the Maasai people, but they wear those very, um, those, the red and kind of black garb. And, and, uh, so it was a bunch of Maasai men, the Maasai warrior clan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in Tanzania yeah. and, uh, and they were wearing their, uh, traditional dress garments, yeah. garments and they were playing pool on this L shaped pool table. And, uh, oh. I just thought it was, yeah, it was something very, very different for me. I had yeah, never experienced that sure. eating barbecue there. And, and, uh, yeah, it was very cool. Didn't make you drink any, Odd drinks. <laughs> I think I was having Serengeti beer and, uh, okay. yeah, yeah. Just the beer was good with the, with the barbecue and, and, uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, any other, any, what about the Asian countries? Oh man. I know uh, you've been, just so you know, Chris is a little more well-traveled than usual, but, um, I mean, yeah, you've been to Japan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Japan. Um, <clears throat> I, I mean, I love Japanese food is also my go-to. I, I love it. Um, just, uh, but in Japan, you know, I don't know. I, that was such a whirlwind for me. I was kind of taken around by this guy, Koji Takuro, wonderful, wonderful guy. 
he just took me to all these restaurants. I couldn't even name them, you mm-hmm. know? And, yeah. but I also know he told me I was eating horse. Um, he, we went to, and have you been to Tokyo, Dave? One day. One, oh, one day. You haven't been there. One day there. Oh, you did. Okay. So yeah, you have. I have. Okay. But not when I was a kid. So okay. I definitely need to go back for sure. So okay. Somebody in Tokyo, Japan wants to bring me. Let's go. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. I would love to go yeah. there with you and experience yeah, the food. Sure. And, and uh, because, you know, I, I, again, it was a whirlwind, but I just remember going uh, to, we went to like a stand up sushi restaurant, which is very common in Tokyo because people were on the move and on going. The move, and, yeah. yeah. And it was great. There were things I had never seen and I don't know because of the language barrier. Um, my friend Koji, his English isn't the best. My Japanese is nil. <laughs> and so uh, I didn't always know what I was eating there. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, wonderful. I, I love the Japanese food to me. Seems so It seems so simple, but there's so much preparation and, and detail that, the, that it goes into their food. Yeah. And it is, it just makes it taste so good. 100%. Yeah. Um, and that kind of goes into, you know, obviously you're super adventurous than most. It goes into um, your travels again is you got some best and worst restaurant experiences that you want to tell everybody <laughs> about. And you can, you could do it any order you like. Yeah, no. Okay. Um, let's see. Well, I'll start with one of the worst because, you know, I, uh, and again, I, I am so pro restaurant and I am so pro, I, you know, restaurants are such hard businesses mm. and I don't want to shit on any restaurant, uh, if I don't have to. And, and I would, I actually, I just won't, but you, a very bad experience was actually here in San Francisco. And I think, you know, just before you, not to interrupt you too much, but yeah. like people need to know that there, you know, it's not always, I'm not here to tell you every perfect tasty experience. We need to hear the bad ones. Totally. Absolutely. No. And, 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 you know, do do you want me to name these places too, or that's on you? It's up to you. I mean, you don't have to, why don't you just tell us the bad experience? Okay. Well, one, one bad experience was a restaurant on market street. Um, and you know, it, it was what it was. Uh, and I ordered, I'll, I'll just never forget this because I knew when I was eating it, I ordered a Korean steak omelet, which sounds horrible. (laughs) And it was horrible, but I ate the thing and mm-hmm. I spent, and it was Kelsey, my wife's birthday, uh, that weekend. And we were supposed to, we were going to Calistoga. I spent the entire weekend on the, the toilet and oh. with my head and, and the other end of oh, it just, I even called them. They were so nice. And I was like, Hey, you know, I ordered this this morning. She knew I, I like, you know, she's like, okay, thank you for telling me. Oh my God. Um, but it was, uh, I mean, food poisoning is the worst man. And you know it when you're eating it. I, at least lately I've been more, well lately, but, uh, I don't know. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you don't, Yeah. but then I knew and I, it's just like, that was awful. Um, other, other, you know, bad experiences, for me have just turned into, again, I know restaurants can have off nights. I know, um, you know, chefs can, can be just have a, a bad night. Uh, but anyway, um, service for me, uh, ruins dining experiences and just kind of overall, I don't have specifics, but I guess maybe the older I get, it's like, man, 
even if the food is bad and you have somebody who's really, really attentive and, and helping you and making you feel comfortable, that speaks volumes. It does. And that I will, I will return and give that restaurant a shot. Now, if I'm going to a place where the food is very, very expensive, I'm made to feel uncomfortable as I'm sitting at the table because I don't know which fork or, you know, I'm being, I'm exaggerating a bit, but you know what I'm getting yeah. at where the, the servers are talking down to me. If I don't know something about the wine or something about this right. food, I am so turned off by that yeah. and I won't, I won't go back. Um, yeah. I don't care how good the food is, you know? I agree. Um, I mean, yeah. I'm there to learn, especially exactly. if it's something new and a new experience. Yes. Tell me about it. Tell me like, about it. Walk me through it. I love the waiters that can, I'm not saying they have to be perfect, but they recite the menu. Yes. They tell you the specials. Yes. And, um, you don't necessarily have to memorize my order. I've seen people, I've seen waiters and waitresses try to memorize the order right. and then mess it up. I'm like, I don't need you to do that, but I do want to know if I'm asking about something, it'd be nice to know, Hey, where, you know, where'd this come from? Or, you know, Oh, this is what the chef's making today. He's been working on it. This right. is a new recipe or this was braised for 24 hours. Yeah. You know, like th that's the stuff I want to know. Like, oh, wow, they took some time. Totally. To, so you better cherish this instead of scarf it down in two yeah, seconds, yeah. you know? It, I mean, that adds to the whole experience. It does. Yeah. yeah. Um, you just reminded me of a very, very good experience. And I, this is going to sound weird, but um, <clears throat> from my mother-in-law's birthday, we went to uh, Club 21, which is in Disneyland. And I know people are going to be like, what the, what the hell are you talking about, man? Some know. Um, and, but this, what you just touched on, you know, the yeah. whole experience mm -hmm. and these people and, you know, the food was, was very, very good, no doubt. But it was the sommelier. It was the service. It was the, every course was a new story. And that's, I mean, that just took, I, I'll never forget that, you know, yeah. um, it, you know, there, we drank a wine that, was made by nuns in an Italian monastery, you know, wow. I, I just really, really cool stuff that you yeah. don't hear every day. And so that was a, you know, that was a good experience that you just reminded me of. And that was all about the storytelling and all about the service and very, I mean, the food was great too. Yeah. And, but, and that's sometimes, like you said, like if the food's all right, but like you got excellent service, yeah. I mean, that's, it's it speaks volumes yeah big time I yeah, mean, yeah. It, it just makes you happy you have a good feeling when you leave and it just it creates an you know the full circle moment of everything and that's that's part of every restaurant's dream is to make sure that their customer is is happy right from the start all the way to the end right that's awesome yeah man and then we'll get into so some local spots. Oh man. Yeah, um, yeah. So I always tell everyone, obviously Chris was, you know, he's a local San Franciscan. So, you know, it's, you know, we're fortunate to be on location in Belmont, California today. My friends, uh, Jim is letting us borrow the space for the podcast. So I appreciate it. And that's uh, rise above training, rise above performance training in Belmont, California. So thanks Doug. Anyways. Um, Tell us some local spots. Give us some some good ones that you'd like that you'd like people to know. You don't have you know yeah, yeah, yeah. friends or it doesn't matter. <clears throat> uh, Tell us a couple of spots and then. So some of these I know that you and I have been to together. Mm -hmm. um, one that you know always just comes to mind right away is High Key Migia. Uh, are you are you, you're a fan I, right? I know it's, 
You're the one that took me there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I mean, what do you think? It's so good. It's so. I. <laughs> it's. I, it's funny you bring that one up. I've, yeah. I've seen it. I saw it posted the other day on Instagram. Like, yeah. Oh, Chris is the one that took me there. It's so good. It's not in the greatest area. No. It is in the Tenderloin. It's gotten worse too. But. Um, but if you can make the trip, it's worth it. I get the egg noodle. I think the combination yeah, it, wonton egg, yes. with egg noodles. And everything in it. With everything. Yeah. I don't hold back. Like no. I just, you know, whatever the combination is with egg noodles. It is so good. You can eat it for breakfast. You can eat it for lunch and dinner. And people do. And people do. We've been in there early. I think the time you took me, we had to go early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's another work lunch, work and lunch. And we just, we're like, well, we can get it when we can get it. Yeah. And we got to get in there. You know, it's, it's so I, it's more of like a breakfast lunch spot because they close at 4 PM. Right. Um, and it is like, I'm not a noodle guy. I've always been like a rice guy. Mm hmm. But these noodles are unbelievable. And, yeah. I, you know, I get the egg noodles with the wontons and the, and the meatballs and the spleen is in it. I don't for some people, you don't have to get it with spleen. I don't know if you did, Dave, but I think uh, I, I think I got it with whatever. I yeah, yeah. it's not my favorite thing. But, yeah, I but mean, it is. It's so good. The broth is, <clears throat> is piping hot. Yeah, you get it. So the noodles are, are, are you know, perfectly perfect texture, perfect texture. Yes. Just this, this whole combina- combination. Yeah. And this is a super, super local spot. As Dave said, you know, it's in the, it's in, it's not in the greatest neighborhood. It has gotten worse over the years, but you're fine. Just go in there. There's a reason why it's still there. Exactly. It's it's still cranking out phenomenal food. Yep. And yeah, those. I I ate there the other day. Oh man. They're back open. They were just doing to goes, but they're back open. You can dine in there and, and, uh. Go. Whoever's listening, go to high key me Gia. It is phenomenal. Yep. Um, so that's one spot and I know you and I have been there together. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, what else? Uh, so I don't know if you've, maybe we've been here too. You at Lee Timmy's, you know, Um, Chinatown Broadway and, uh, and, uh, uh, see the Stockton or Powell. I always mix up the two. Um, You've never been there. I don't think so. It used to be. What do they serve there? Uh, Chinese. There? So like seafood Chinese, Hong Kong okay. style Chinese. Okay. Um, and I'd say maybe. I'm. Uh, yeah, I can't be confident. Okay. I've been there, but, but uh, disappointingly, I think they might be closed oh, uh, no. because I've been driving by and they've been dark, and oh, I'm no. just like, what is going on? Yeah. But they were. So they're known for their salt and pepper calamari. Okay. Very thin, like flash fried almost, mm-hmm. and just so delicious. Um. And their sauce, which is like soy sauce with uh, jalapenos marinated inside. Very, very good. Um, yeah. So uh, you wet we, but I'm just worried that they're not going to reopen. Um, okay. uh, other local spots. Um, what else do I love? I mean, man, so many. But um, Sushi Ron in Sausalito. You've been there? I have been there a long time ago. Okay. But yeah. That's like my go-to sushi right now. Um, <clears throat> I like restaurants a little. I mean, I love restaurants in the city, but uh, Sushi Ron is in Sausalito right over the Golden Gate Bridge. Cool location. Very, very good sushi, um, in my opinion. I don't, yeah. Uh, just, uh, they have a very good omakase menu. Get that every time I go. Chef's choice. Chef's choice, right. Very and nice. So, yeah. And then, uh, you know, I always hit up the spots by my house too, like Perry's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you've Are, ever been did there. Did you also, um, take me to the boat noodle place? Boat. That's noodle not place. far from, uh, high key also. 
I think it's Zenyai Thai. I think it is. I don't know that I... I the boat I, noodles? Well, then that's Where another. is that? What street is that on? Uh, that's a good question. I think it's... I know it's off of uh, Polk, so... It's off somewhere of down. Polk, so yeah. not on... I don't, it's somewhere down there. Boat noodle place. I don't think yeah. that was me. Anyways. Who, who would that have been? I don't know. Another coworker, but I know I, that's that's come up many times. That boat noodles, uh, it's super good. And at that time, you know, the noodles, it's it's a small bowl, so you can order multiple. You can order like a second or third one servings. So they're small usually. And what then, is a boat noodle? This definitely wasn't me because I don't even know what. Yeah, that is. I guess it's a. Uh, I mean, have you been to Thailand? No, I have not. No, but, um, <clears throat> I guess that's a. You know, I, obviously it's a Thailand thing, and uh, my friend Mark probably knows more about it, but. I, th- I think it's just a quick dish. So it's just got a little bit of meat, a little bit of noodles, a yeah. little bit of sauce, some yeah. veg, and it's just a small portion and you can get it, you know. Interesting. And it's just, what kind of noodles are they? They're right. I believe they're rice noodles and they're okay. usually, uh, I could be wrong, but I think they're like a little bit wider than usual. They're not thin. Okay. They're a little wider. Yeah. Okay. But there's like, I think there's a bunch of variations to it. Okay. I just thought I brought it up because it's another city spot. That, oh man, no, hey, anything city, you know. Yeah, we'll, I, uh, I'm all about it. We'll definitely put all these spots in the notes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we'll get into we ha- we can't not talk about it, but the pandemic is kind of you know everyone's stuck at home cooking. Did yeah. you pick up anything that you started cooking? So I when all your I thought about this question yeah. and uh, and uh, you know I. I not really. And here's why. Um, so I've never been the biggest cook in the world. I know how to cook some things and I can do some things well, but, um, I was very, now I I understand I don't want to get like into politics of things or, or whatever, but I was very, very upset at the, at the, at the demand for all these restaurants to have to close down. I was very nervous for them. I was very, I still am. Um, I'm very disappointed and I agree. this is people's livelihoods. And so Kelsey and I made a huge point to support every restaurant we could during this time and still do. And, and it's just like so many people lost their jobs and lost their businesses and lost everything because they were told to shut down right. because they weren't essential. Like I get angry. So yeah. their, their jobs are not essential their livelihood is not essential for them to feed their family. It's a whole nother show, Dave, whole nother show. Uh, yeah, but, but I'm 100% on board. Um, I, was, I mean, <clears throat> I used to cook for a living before I, know. I was in law enforcement yeah. and, and all, I feel for all the restaurants, businesses, coffee shops, whatever it is and right. food service. And, um, you know, the government needs to know like, this is not okay. Not at all. You know, and, and I think the stat I heard for San Francisco alone was like, I don't know, 30 to 40 40 percent restaurant closes. And we lost some classics too. Yeah, no, I know. There's some seriously long running restaurants that had to disappear because, you know, they were just like, we can't function like this. Right. You know, some of, some people just weren't ready to do the to-go thing. You know, not everyone has an app to order food off of, No, you know, and it's tough with the to-go services. They charge, they upcharge. Yep. So it's, difficult you know a lot of times you just gotta you know uh just to be mindful is just order directly from the restaurant yeah get to know your your person yeah get to know the owner get to know the workers there yes know their names try to get to know them on a first name basis and it, it's a much better experience for yourself totally. too when they're just like hey hey chris thanks for coming back yeah and they appreciate it a lot like 
not expecting you to tip them, you know, every time you go there, but like you're ordering there all the time anyway. So they, that's all they appreciate. And they're, you know, it's just going to make a better experience. And it's, it's been rough to watch. Yeah. It's very rough. rough to watch to see, Oh, this place had to close, you know, and then you, you know, you're looking on Google or wherever you find your restaurants and Yelp and stuff. And then you're like, it's temporary clothes or this location. It's right. just a huge bummer. It's a huge bummer. And I, I just, yeah, would be very disappointing. So yeah, yeah during I mean, this time we would just order out as much as we could and support okay. and support, you know, whatever restaurant we could, we'd try new ones all the time yeah. and we would, we'd try to or always order direct. You're right. Because there's so much upcharge from, from delivery apps and, and whatever. And, but I just, I am so saddened by, and I'll leave it at this, but it's just like, you know, for ones that were able to stay open and do to goes, mm-hmm. I thought about all the, all the, you know, the bus boys who no longer had a job, the, the servers who could no longer work a bartender. If the restaurant had a bar that, you know, it, it just maddening. All yep. these people lost their jobs. Totally. So, anyway. Uh, but you know, and we would cook Kelsey's a much, uh, better cook than I, um, but, uh, you know, I, I just would make my staple go-tos if she was out working or something. What are your staple go-tos? Just, you know, like meat. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm very simple when I'm at steak home. Steak or? Yeah, like I would do steaks or I would get like elk. Um, mm-hmm. There's a market right by my house where I could get elk or, or venison. And, nice. and uh, yeah. Um, and then, you know, just cook it up and, and I would use some sauces and, and uh, just very, very simple. Kelsey doesn't eat meat, so we... we differ on that. Um, but, uh, that's why I would just cook for myself. And my son is, uh, I have two sons now, but my son, my older son is, he only eats very specific things. He won't eat what I eat. Yeah. I was going to (laughs) get into that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Your wife mentioned he eats pretty simple. Oh gosh. So that, that was my next question, food and cooking as a dad. So how has that been? And, and you're telling me let's what he doesn't eat what you eat? No, 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 no. He won't eat. Uh, I mean, so he's not as adventurous God, as you. No, and and I and I, you know, I love him more than anything. But uh, I want him to experience. I mean, food is just you got it. People that don't try stuff blow my mind because you're just missing out on so much experience, good and bad. You know, I mean, we've all had bad stuff. But anyway, so my son, right now, pretty much his 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 only food that he will eat are quesadillas. He'll eat a quesadilla, just cheese. He'll eat French fries with tons of ketchup. Okay. Uh, occasionally he'll eat like chicken nuggets, like, you know, the crappy microwave chicken nuggets, uh, that he'll drench in ketchup and then he'll eat steak frites. He likes to call it. Um, so, but that's like, I, you, we would get him steak initially, but now we will just get him hamburger and call it steak. Um, and he'll also have to dunk that in ketchup. He's all about the sugar and the ketchup, I think, you okay. know, but that's, I mean, that's kind of all he'll eat. Oh, and fruit. He'll eat fruit. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, I got, I mean, but it's all sugar, right? I yeah. Mean, it bums you out a little bit. Well, I want, you know, I've always, uh, so I love sushi. I love going to all these different sushi restaurants. Yeah. And I was like, Grant, you have, my son's name is Grant. Um, yeah. I was like, you, are you going to be my sushi buddy? And he's like, yeah, dad, I'm going to be your sushi buddy. And, but then he'll like, he won't try anything, you know? Um, but he'll get there. Yeah, he'll I hope so. There. I hope so. I've got another boy now, so maybe he'll get there <laughs> before. Yeah. And yeah, you know, I think, uh, like it's just, it's just not letting the, I think you probably know this, not letting any ingredient be weird. Right. No, like, no, no, no. Don't go, Oh, that's kind of funky. No, just be like, Oh, try it. Try it. Yeah. You know? 
Um, I took not that long ago. I took Grant to Japantown in San Francisco. When was the last time you were in Japantown? I've been there not too long ago. So yeah. that's like one of my favorite. I mean, I grew up going there. Yeah. Um, my mom, you know, my mom and me used to go there all the time with my brother and stuff. And yeah. I mean, there's, you can go, try something. You can try to go somewhere different every time. Totally. You know? Yeah. It's, it, did you know that uh, San Francisco, San Jose, and Los Angeles are the only cities with like a, a real technical Japan town? I, was, I didn't know that. As but, far as I know. I, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I know there's some pl- other, like, to be honest, San Mateo could have a Japan uh, town. No, I know. There's a it's lot. Heavy, heavily populated with Japanese and Japanese restaurants. They yeah. have some of the, awesome places there. old school ones too old school yeah um yeah. and you know uh one of my other guests was on you know he he runs takahashi market that market's been there since 1906 i want to go there i see it's you a uh, japanese market but it's now become you know asian and hawaiian with all the population they start requesting more hawaiian stuff but yeah like there's so many places yeah um forgive you know, my we, ignorance like what would a hawaiian thing be well so a lot of times it's 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 uh it's kind of um you know kind of what you're kind of what the locals like to eat yeah yeah like plate lunch so yeah, it's almost like yeah, a yeah, yeah, lunch yeah, special yeah. but it's still called plate lunch and usually it's like a local spam number one thing that's the number one thing i think spam is sold more in hawaii than any other place totally. in the entire world um and <clears> it was a war thing right world war ii yeah yeah so like, yeah, they had, and then they, and they branched to not just one spam thing. I mean, you guys can listen to Bobby's podcast, but like we, he has spam was to be, he has, uh, salmon, salmon belly, uh, bacon and, you know, some, a bunch of different variations nice. to change it all up. And, but yeah, I mean, we can talk, we don't have to do it here, but we will talk off air about all the places in the area, but yeah, there's just so much around in Japantown. Um, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, you know, I lost my mom a couple of years ago yeah. and you know, it's a hard thing for me to go there sometimes just cause you know, she's not there, but yeah, there's so many places ramen. There's even the funky uh, restaurant on the bridge that has like spaghetti. And yeah, stuff, yeah. 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 Right, right on the bridge. It's, it's on, on the bridge. On the bridge yeah. yeah. Is it called, I forget on the bridge restaurant. Yeah. There's some ramen places in there. Yeah, um, <clears throat> my old favorite sushi restaurant used to, it's gone now, but it was Fuku Sushi. I don't know okay. if you remember that. I think so. Yeah, it was on the side near the theater. Was that it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was on that side. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. I think I've been there. Um, there's a few places. There's, I think, um, I'm drawing a blank on the place, but they serve the um, marinated miso black cod at one of the places, and that's kind of. Super, super one. good. Okay. Yeah. It's the, yeah. it's a black cod, like a filet marinated for like 24, 48 hours. And then they broil it. It comes out super soft, super right. flaky. That's kind of a Nobu is known for that. Okay. That's his famous dish besides among others, but okay. that's his famous thing. Once he did that, everyone's like, Oh, I have to go to his restaurant. <laughs> and then he's like, well, I do 50 other things yeah, besides yeah. that. But yeah, that's his kind of, you know, his kind of dish. And very cool. I played around with it. I've, I've posted about it. I, I made it. And actually, I was, it was cool that Nobu like talked about it, like, you know, commented. And he's like, oh, it looks good. I was like, oh, I passed, I think. I got to, you know, Nobu commented on, on yours. Yeah. Good. It was cool. Nice. But, but yeah, that's a cool dish. I like if you see it on the menu, I recommend getting it. Miso Black Cod. Go to Nobu's, uh, any of Nobu's restaurants are all phenomenal. But yeah. Yeah, that's something that's there. Um, I'll look at. I'll look. I'll have to look it up and post that in the notes for 
the miso black cod. But yeah, man, uh, Japantown for me is uh, it's it's a staple. Yeah, and I didn't really know about San Jose's that much. And and LA's I had I have very little time in LA's. Yeah, I I think I've driven through it. I haven't really eaten there, but um, you know, San Francisco's Chinatown and Japantown is where I have more time in, but. Yeah, I mean, I've probably ate at every place in Japantown for yeah. at, at one point. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Sampo was there. Yeah, um, I think it still Tampopo. is. Tampopo, I think Tampopo. Tampopo's gone. gone. Yeah, yeah that's Tampopo's like now gone. a karaoke spot or something. Yeah, so Sampo was a long time one for my family, and yeah. then um, you know the old bowling alley used like to Japantown be Japantown Bowl, man. Japantown Bowl, dude. That I have many I mean, great memories there. You know, you got Nijia Market. This still there? Still there? Benihana, was there the other day? Benihana the still Benihana there. there? Yeah, I haven't been there in a while, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. There's there's just you know there's a uh, you know Uji Matcha ice cream there now. Yep. Yep. that's a newer brand, but they're really good. They yep. do a black sesame also. Yeah, and you know, like I took my mom there to get matcha ice cream, and she, you know, she loved it. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, I grew up going there. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Like Japantown, um, yeah, I guess there's only three. I mean, that's, yeah, that's crazy. Technical, I, as you said, there's there's yeah. cities all over the United that have, States that have yeah. Japan, Japanese areas or you have centers. A favorite ramen spot? I should ask you that. Uh, ramen. See, again, I mean, you there's know, a lot I, of places. There's, yeah. There are. And my, when I go to noodles, Dave, you know where I go, man. Haikimi Gia. Yeah. Cause I'm not the biggest noodle guy, but okay. ramen, my favorite ramen spot. Um, I'm just uh, trying to remember where the last, uh, ramen. Put you on the spot, but no, all no, good. no. I mean, um, I'm, nothing is coming up. I mean, I maybe where, where was the ramen place that you and I went to a couple of, so that's Orenchi Beyond. Is that that's still there? That's in right? the mission. Yeah, I believe it's on Fifteenth and Valencia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they have a they have an uh, their original locations in Santa Clara, and that's kind of where I I heard the name and I was like, oh, they're near us, and so that's when we started hitting it up. Have you been there. to the one in Santa Clara? Yeah, I have. Yeah, and yeah. that's the reason why their their ramen's super good. Um, their chicken karage is super good, yeah, super yeah. crispy. Yeah, you made us order that, and that was. I, I was like, it had to have that. Yeah, That's like yeah. their staple. It's um, it's one of my favorites. My brother's favorite too. As far as uh, chi- I think it's a un. I wouldn't say it's un. Like a lot of people know about chicken karage, but yeah, chicken karage is the like Japanese chicken nugget that is like forgotten about sometimes. Yeah. Um, some people just bypass the entire appetizer menu and go straight to the main dishes. But like, if you haven't had chicken karage, you need to have it. If it's made right, there's a couple places that make it really good. Orenchi is one of them. There's actually an Orenchi down here in Robot City too. So they've got a few spots, but it's marinated chicken thighs that's been kind of chopped up into smaller pieces. And then, uh, and then fried in usually a light batter. And huh. it's, if it's super crispy, not greasy, it's made properly. Right. And, um, man, that, that's so good. Like if you buy, it does have, they usually serve like a sweet mayo. Sometimes there's a salad with it. Yeah. Um, my favorite top tier chicken karage is sold at Himawari in San Mateo. Okay. I believe they are on second <clears throat> street. But it's a ramen place, ramen spot, good ramen, but their chicken karage is by far some of the best I've ever had. I got to go try it's, that then. It's, uh, they use a, I think they use a lighter rice flour or maybe even a potato starch yeah. because it gets that bubbly, really white 
crisp on it. I and, love and it, that. So it's yeah. not heavily battered. That's the yeah. whole point, right? Yeah, we don't yeah. want beer, you know, I mean, beer batter, fish and chips, it has its own category, but this is light, flavorful. Chicken thighs are always tender anyway. Right. And then you get to, you know, do whatever you want. Dip it in hot sauce, mayo. But they serve it with a little spicy salad, um, the sweet mayo, the yeah. QP mayo, and yeah. some lime. And super, you need. super good. And then you, get your, you eat that before your bowl of ramen, and you're good to go. Yeah, yeah. So chicken karage, folks. Chicken karage. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. We can go into anything else you want to talk about. Um, I ask, you know, any unique dishes, but you brought up a ton of unique dishes. Anything family-wise, like growing up, you know, that your family makes, you know, I, that, you know at holidays or anything? Yeah. Something uh, comes up? There's one that, there's always been a holiday staple that my family has done. As I, as I said kind of earlier, you know, my parents were gone traveling a lot. So when they were home, we would just go out to eat. So yeah. they didn't do a lot of cooking at home, but uh, Christmas... So my, my background is, uh, on my father's side, I'm Swedish and, uh, my mother's, I'm also Swedish, but, uh, Russian and kind of a mud on my mother's side, but, um, a very, uh, a tradition that was passed down from, you know, my, my dad's grandparents to his parents, to him, to me, um, is lutefisk. And I don't know if you've ever heard of this, Dave. Nope. Uh, so it's, one to it's, me. it's Christmas. Uh, it's a fish. It's, it's traditionally, it's a white fish, like cod, okay. something like that. Um, it's pickled in lye, uh, for quite some time. And I believe they did this for preservation purposes back in the day, whatever. Sure. Uh, and then, so to prep the fish after it's been pickled in, in lye, you have to soak it for like five to six days in water and you have to change that water daily. Um, so then, okay. So then your fish is ready to eat, right? So you throw it in the oven, you cook it for, um, uh, blanking now, but however, however long you cook it. And the fish comes out and it's like this gelatinous glob of, I mean, it's like it jiggles. It's, it's very, it's very, very strange. It's kind of off putting when I was little, I would always eat some because I was told like eat some and, and, uh, but now actually, and you know, I talk about my, my fear of consistency in certain foods. Like this is a horrible consistency. There's not, there's not too much good about lutefisk. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to drown it in butter, uh, for any sort of flavor. It's, it's just kind of a gelatinous blob and with an aftertaste of fish. It's, it's very strange. I don't know why it's a Swedish tradition or Norwegian, you know, just mm. Scandinavian tradition, but it's what we eat at Christmas. And so we'll also have like meatballs and stuff like that. But, um, that's been a staple from, from my childhood, uh, up until now. I mean, you know, now we host it, uh, in San Francisco at our house and I'll cook it. I, you have to go to this special store in, in Berkeley, um, that's the only place that I know that sells it. Um, that actually makes it prepared already. They don't make, I buy it frozen. So I, and I think it's shipped from like Norway or Sweden. Okay. Um, but so they don't actually make it, but it's a cool little Scandinavian store over in Berkeley on, uh, blanking on what, maybe Shattuck. Uh, I don't know the East Bay very well. I only go there for that, but, uh, yeah. Berkeley's awesome. Berkeley is a cool city. I, I wish I spent a little more time over there. I just, I'm a city guy. You know that, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't leave San Francisco. We'll get you over there. I got some spots for you. All right. All I got right. some Berkeley spots. Yeah. Yeah. Worked over there for a little while. What'd you do over there? I worked at Cafe Rouge for a little while. Yeah. Cafe Rouge. Nice little um, burger slash bistro. Burger, I say that because that was their top item, but like they were, it was a bistro, so they, they served a lot of different food. And 
Worked there for a minute. Yeah. I always it's forget good. your off of third street, third street. Yeah. Okay. The main, I, you know, the main street. Yeah, yeah. 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 But when, before you and I met in the police department, yeah. uh, you know, you had a whole life like, uh, in the food world. I mean, you, and, and I always forget this. Like, didn't you work at the hotel down on Powell street? No, I didn't. A friend did. I never did the hotel. So just a brief, I've, I've kind of give this in my intro, but I'll give this to Chris cause he, he forgets, but like, <laughs> no, it, nothing against you. Forgetting. No, no, it's no, just, no. I'll let you hear it again and people can hear it again. It's like, so I went to my culinary training is from the city college, San Francisco program there. They have a two, great two year program. I recommend it. Don't recommend those other expensive places um, because it's a relatively inexpensive to your program, hotel and restaurant program. They give you everything you need to know. And it's a small teacher to uh, class student rate, you know, that ratio is smaller. So you learn a lot quickly. And a lot of times you'll do other stuff. And I worked during that. I actually had a friend. Um, his brother was a sous chef at Coletto's on Powell street. Mm -hmm. So I worked there for quite a while, um, while I was going to culinary school, but yeah, so I cooked professionally for five years, um, and just kind of worked all over the city for a little bit. I worked at Frangal down at fourth and Brandon. I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Fourth and Brandon with Gerald here going, um, hopefully I get Gerald on Mm -hmm. at some point. He Mm -hmm. still owns a restaurant. He owns Piper Rod. Oh yeah. Yeah. So on, uh, a soft embarcadero. Uh, no, it's down. on uh, battery or, uh, not battery. It's on. Kearney, I th- no, Pippa, the Basque place, right? Yeah. Really good, man. Yeah. Uh, I haven't yeah. been there in a while, but it's really, really good. Yeah. So I've been meaning to go over there. He, yeah. He'll be kind of in shock. I worked with, he was my internship basically at the end of my program. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, it, I truly enjoyed it. I watched him make a cookbook while he was there with his wife in the back. Nice but he would like go to the front of the house, speak to his French waiters and French. Yeah. 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 Come to the back of the kitchen, speak Spanish to his, yeah, all the guys, uh, but me, yeah, yeah. even though I look like <laughs> I speak Spanish <laughs> yeah. to some people and then speak English to me and tell me, hurry up. This is how you got to do this. And it's, it's just watch that flow. And then just to watch him go back, like, you know, making bass dishes, which is, you know, the region between France and Spain, right. which is a whole nother cuisine in itself. And then to watch him go back there and, 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 you know, on a little stove, work through recipes and right. cassoulet was one of the ones that I never knew what cassoulet was. It's a white bean yeah. stew. Yeah. Very famous bass dish. Um, and he was working on that and then I'm like, Oh wow, that's cool. But yeah, so I, I have that background and then, you know, and then just, I got burnt out. I did for five years. I worked all over the place, did some corporate food service for a while. Um, with Guggenheimer and then worked, um, with another small company after that. And then just, just got burnt out. I, yeah. It's just, it's, it's hard work. It's easy to get burnt out long <clears throat> hours, low pay. Um, if you don't own the place, you feel like you're not doing anything. Nothing's right. getting ever get done. You feel like you're, you know, um, it's tough. It's yeah. tough, you know, and you, you please you do your best to please everyone. You can't, right. you always know that you, you can't please everyone, you know, even though you made the perfect piece of salmon or steak and then people are still complaining about it and you're like, okay, you you know, (laughs) and then, uh, yeah. And then just, you know, I, I broke off from there and got into customer service at a high end dealer down here on the peninsula, worked there. And while I was working there, started an application for the department police department. And then the rest is here we are. We met here we are, you know, and then, um, and then, you know, like with the department and working in the city, I mean, you're 
front row seat to some of the best restaurants oh, you've dude. ever seen. Always. All the time. And you get to see some that are opening. You get to yeah. see some that have been there a long time. Yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, Swan's Oyster Depot yeah. and Jack's yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, Perry's has been there a long time. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Japantown and Chinatown and... Hey, when we were working the mission, did we ever go to San uh, San Jalisco together on 21st and South Van Ness? In my opinion, the best birria I've ever had. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Probably not. Okay. No, we haven't been there. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, I know there's another place that has the Chicharrones down there too, somewhere. Okay. But I think that's 24th Street, but... Yeah. Yeah. um, No? But birria is a big thing now. Oh, Those tacos. So good. Shout out to Chris Silva. He's working. He's got his own food truck in South City. Uh, Silva's Mexican Kitchen. And to me, right now, he's got the best right now. They're crispy, All right. which is what I like, the texture. Yeah, yeah. And everything else. And yeah. you guys can see it on my Instagram. I post about it all the time. Is he working today? Maybe I'll hit it on my way back up. I think he's off today. <laughs> He was working yesterday. Got All to see right. him yesterday, and uh, I'll get him on too. He's got a cool story. Cool, yeah. Young guy working. Um, yeah, family traditions. Ludafish, huh? Ludafisk. Uh, yeah. And then just kind of, you know, just to, you know, I appreciate you coming on. And a few things left to talk about, but not a not a whole lot. But I ask everyone. Um, not everybody, but you know, sometimes you have a favorite tool and yeah. every day, you know, it's a, our EDC everyday carry. Is there something that you like to carry or is there something that you're like, Oh, the kitchen needs this? Um, yeah. Anything? Well, so there's a couple things, uh, that, sorry, I'm, uh, okay. So on my every, always in my pocket and this isn't kitchen related, but this is always in my pocket. And that's the uh, Skeletool right there. Oops, sorry, that, that shouldn't be in there. But uh, that's my Skeletool. And, uh, you know, because I'm always, it's a Leatherman Skeletool. I'm always cutting boxes open. You know, my wife orders a million things from Amazon. So cutting boxes open, fixing toys for my kid, putting batteries in, that can do it all. So that's always in my pocket. This is uh this is an awesome tool. I've yeah. been meaning actually to get one of these. Well, hey, you it's know. glad you brought it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, here um, I am looking at a stainless steel. This is all stainless steel Leatherman skeletal. Very yeah. nice. Now, Very kitchen nice. related, what I've been using lately as my all to go, you know, go to tool uh, is. Hold on, I'm gonna back up for a minute. Oh. And this is yours, by the way, Dave. Oh, he's busting out something here. I was wondering why he brought his backpack in here. Holy moly. Holy moly. So this is what I've been using in the kitchen lately. Oh, That's for you, damn. Dave. Brand new one. But uh, um, that is uh, the Kevin's Clean Pan. And uh, that's by Kevin's Natural Food. It's a damn. clean pan. Yeah, it's a uh, metal-free ceramic. Totally nonstick, man. I cook everything in this. And... For me, cleanup in the kitchen is, is the most annoying thing. This is so simple to clean. I've never worked with a pan like it. Um, and I do a lot less cooking than you. So I'm very curious to see what you think of it. Yeah. This um, is awesome. This yeah. is like a 12 inch deep, yeah, it's 12 inch. deep dish pan uh, with a lid, clear glass lid. Kevin's Natural Foods. Yep. Kevin's uh, Natural Foods. What is Kevin's Natural Foods? <laughs> so Kevin's Natural Foods is uh, my wife, uh, my father-in-law, and my wife have a family business, and they they're involved in all sorts of ventures uh, with apparel, with 
you know, food, uh, everything, you name it, they're involved in it. And, uh, Kevin's natural foods is their latest, uh, kind of venture into mm. the, into the food world. My, uh, my father-in-law was a chef, uh, got his start in restaurants, has done pretty much everything, uh, since he was a kid. I think he started working at 13, 12 or 13 in the kitchen back in those days and didn't stop. Um, and so his background was always in food. He got out of food for many, many years. Um, but he owned restaurants and then sold them and, uh, got into the apparel business. That's, you know, Kelsey started, uh, her career in the apparel business and Mm -hmm. then they got back into food and, uh, Kevin's natural foods is their venture back into food. And, uh, they do uh, sous vide meat and uh, that comes with sauces, kind of quick, ready to eat meals. And they also just sell the sauces by themselves. And they're all paleo friendly and and uh, trying to be, you know be very healthy. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I and I we've I, I've heard it about it briefly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's cool. I'm glad you broke it down for us. Yeah, awesome. I mean that's I that's my interpretation. I, I, of yeah. course, you know. Kelsey and, and Dan would be able to break it down much better, but, uh, uh, yeah, that's mine. And I, I also brought you some, uh, sample of our sauces and uh, for you to try. Dude. Awesome. I mean, I'm very, yeah. Awesome. I mean, I will, you know me, I'll, I'll get right on them. Yeah. Thank you. I no, appreciate yeah, that. Course, that's it, awesome. And it's like, you know, I'm not a cooker like you. I I'm just not, I love to go out, Yeah. but uh, these sauces, you know, I'll cook them. I'm going to change that though. Yeah, no, way. I know. I know. I, I, and that's, I want to become more of one, but it, these are great go-tos for me. I just, you know, cook up some meat really quick, throw in the sauce and, and I'm good to go. Yeah. It looks great. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to check it out. Yeah. Um, couple more things and we'll close it out. But, uh, one dish or recipe everybody should know about that you think, uh, you know, you know, if you're not, you know, if you're not the best cook, but maybe is there a dish you're like, you need to try this. Something that just comes to mind uh, right away is uni. I know that's not, but I just think everybody, that is for me, man, I, I, you know, just try it. If you're scared of, of trying it, I think everybody needs to try it. That is something that whenever I eat it, I close my eyes and I'm like, I don't even know. This is just un- unbelievable. The experience I'm having right now. So I don't know. That's not a dish per se. It's, it's an ingredient, but it's something that's, that is a dish. I mean, it's, 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 it's yeah, you're right. It's an ingredient. It's a, it's a sea urchin. Yeah. And, uh, for for folks never heard of uni, uni's Japanese for sea urchin. Um, it's this purple spiked shelled, uh, sea, (laughs) sea creature basically. Yeah. And it's cracked open and inside are its body parts and it's got kind of an orangey looking thing. And, it's good. I like it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, my mom's Japanese and she didn't enjoy it. She didn't like it. Huh. She didn't like it. Um, and that's just her. I don't want to ruin the experience for anyone else. If Chris is telling you to try it, then you need to try it <laughs> and then decide for yourself. Yeah. That's we won't all give I give you anything else. Don't look it up. Just try it. The next time you're at a good sushi spot, they'll have it. There's mostly two kinds. There's Santa Barbara uni and there's Hokkaido. Hokkaido. Uni. Yeah. So if you're local to Santa Barbara, get Santa Barbara uni because it's going to be closest to you. And then if you got Hokkaido uni coming from Japan, get that too. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, and then you've kind of brought up businesses wise. Yeah. Kevin's natural foods. So yeah, exactly. We'll look into that. We'll put the links in, in the thing and thanks Chris. Yeah. Appreciate thank you, you coming Dave. On. Yeah, man, this is fun. This great, man. Yeah. Good. All right. All right. Take care everybody. We're out.
And as a quick reminder, the restaurants and gear talked about on each episode can be found on my website, foodoriginspodcast.com. I appreciate your support and thanks for listening.